You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour number three here on The Dan Patrick Show. It is December 27th. I am Jason McIntyre, joined by Jeff Schwartz, former NFL offensive lineman. We do a lot of gambling talk together for Fox Sports. Maybe we'll do some uh, early, early week 17 lines. I've only bet one game so far. Jeff, by the way, I am curious, you betting any NBA at all? Or is it just too uh, chaotic with the COVID? Uh, not yet, but you have your show with Colin today, right? So you'll go over these these lines uh, I do. later today. So, yes. um, no. So the way I bet the NBA is two things. One is um, when I will get to the NBA, I will look at the numbers every night and I bet reverse line movement on the unders. Mm. Like that's what I do, and it's pretty profitable. And then when the playoffs come, I love betting quarters, especially first quarters. Um, I made money this year in the playoffs. I, I could look at my tweet and find the, the, what, what, what I made. But, um, like, betting first quarters, depending on kind of the, the game um, and the magnitude of the game, right? Like, is it is it the team that needs to – because a lot of times, you know, pe- people that may – you know, they, they zigzag bet, right, in the playoffs. If a team wins and you bet the other team in game two. But a lot of times, those teams just suck. And so <laughs> betting on them to win a full game is not great. But betting them to win the first quarter at home in game three when they have to win, the first quarter, they're coming out hot. It's the back half of the game when you don't want to wager on. So I found that to be uh, the way I bet the NBA. Yeah, it, NBA is tough. I do bet the NBA nightly with a couple buddies, although we did take a couple days off because of COVID. Uh, it, we just post the picks on Twitter. I was eight games over. 500, and then I sunk like seven games under, and now I think I'm one game under 500. It's tough, man. Uh, Betting nightly is a fool's errand, Jeff. But we do love gambling. I will say, Jeff, the reason the NFL stays on top and will for the foreseeable future, not only because of gambling, but fantasy, Survivor, if anybody does that, there's only you know a certain amount of games. NBA, baseball, there's too many games. 162 baseball games. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jeff, I had to bail on fantasy baseball about a decade ago. It's just too much. Yeah. Fantasy I, I, NBA is even tough. I bet baseball every night um, until oh football started. And I, I, I had a winning record. It's actually quite remarkable. Um, I had a winning record in baseball this year uh, and made and was plus units uh, betting every night uh, until basically – September first. Yeah, that is that's crazy. Uh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't watch much regular season baseball. I will say, NFL, you can. It's it's just one day a week, really. I mean, sure, it's Sunday night and Monday night and Thursday night, but Sunday's the day where Jeff, honestly, we do our show at nine a.m. Uh, Fox Bet Live, and after that, honestly, I just sit there at my computer. I've got two TVs going, my uh, internet, uh, text messages with a bunch of friends. I'm on a bunch of text change, text chains. And then, you know, essentially I order a pizza about two hours in or breadsticks and cheese sticks from Papa John's. Sorry to give a free plug to them, but I love the breadsticks and cheese sticks. My kids, my kids uh, love that as well. I got into that in college. You know, you get home from a late night of boozing and Papa John's is open late, order breadsticks, cheese sticks. And then, uh, you know, next thing you know, it's like four o'clock and the games are over. And it's like, oh man, sweating from like six hours of sitting around gambling, in-game betting. By the way, you guys know about this thing called Snover's? In NFL, if you see snow on the field, everybody thinks, oh, bet the under because there's not going to be scoring. Well, you should bet the over. Exactly. You bet the over when you see snow. So I saw Seattle, Chicago. I pounded the 41 and a half. And I, you know, it should have cleared easily, but it it waited until the Bears stopped screwing around, finally hit the over. Yeah, when you see snow, you bet the over because the defense cannot adjust whatsoever. Also, too, here's the thing that's very important is that 
it's if you talk to quarterbacks, it's not rain or snow that bothers them. It's a wind. So if you if you're playing a game in the snow, but you still have and it's relatively you know not windy, the, you can still throw the football. That's yeah. stopping them from throwing the football. Um, by the way, tonight Miami three looks like it's trending toward three and a half. Jeff, a couple at a couple of the sharper books uh, in the desert. Miami, that's still a lot to be laying that is. in I, New Orleans against a really good defense. I know they're coming off a big win, and the, Jeff mentioned zigzag in the playoffs. There has been a theory this this year where if you bet on a team that did not cover against a team that just did cover, you had been at about 69%. Jeff, that was 1-4 in four yesterday. Uh, well, sorry, this weekend. It, listen, NFL's the toughest market, guys. Uh, it is is so difficult. Let's, by the way, Jeff, before we, um, let's do a couple minutes on Miami, New Orleans tonight. Okay. And then look at next week's lines. But um, Tua, are you buying this Tua hype that he's all of a sudden on the right track? Uh, oh, he's got finally got 16 games under his belt. And look at the numbers. And I, Jeff, I just, every time I dive deep on the, yeah. on the Dolphins and Tua, I don't see it. He's not throwing the ball deep. Yes, Jalen Waddell has helped. But this is just not a good offense. I'm just not buying any. They can't run the football. They can't protect well, the quarterback. They have a bad offensive line, yeah. Um, they just haven't been able to develop their offensive line, so it's really hard to judge Tua because of that. Um, look, I'm, um, I, I, I've given up trying to make proclamations about quarterbacks or in their careers, mostly because Josh Allen made all of us look stupid. But for the most part, he's an outlier. And it feels like early on you can really tell, especially now with – kind of how advanced quarterbacks tend to be out of college. And you're like, okay, that guy has it, that guy doesn't, right? Especially when you're on a winning team, and the Dolphins have been winning. Now, their offense line, again, atrocious. But I think Tua is going to be in the NFL with all said and done a good quarterback. Mm. Not not special, not He was great. compared to Drew Brees coming out because of the quick release. Well, okay, well, <laughs> whatever. Just talk compare guys to Hall of Famers. Yeah. And that would do, you know, you know, Trevor Lawrence was like Joe Montana, Tom Brady, and Dan Marino all in one, right? It's like, well, that's a kind of a hard projection to, to, to live up to. So I, I think that um, he's going to be good, probably not great, probably not elite, Um in a draft class with Herbert and Burrow, it makes that draft pick look worse. Oh yeah, like that—that—that's the problem, right? That he, he's compared to those guys for the rest of his career. I just—I I don't really see it. And again, I'm nothing against smaller quarterbacks, but we've seen Baker Mayfield struggle in the pocket. Uh, Kyler Murray, we've seen struggle in the pocket. I'm not—you know—this isn't some narrative about small quarterbacks, but I—I I, I honestly don't see it yet with Tua. Although on the other side. Uh, you know, he's going against Taysom Hill with that finger injury. I think it's Taysom Hill, right? Simeon's not back. Oh, no, it's no, Ian no, Book. Ian I'm sorry, Book. Ian, Book. Ian Book. That's right, yeah. the COVID situation. Duh, we talked about Ian Book earlier. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll lean to Miami, but you're not getting the best number uh, at three, without question. Uh, Jeff, I just looked up at the screen. Nevada, Western Michigan. This is going to be a tough watch, bud. Nevada's <laughs> quarterback is 6'9". <laughs> is the backup? Yeah, the backup, yeah, 6'9". Um, they, they threw a, they threw a, a one yard air pass on third and eight and converted. I saw I, I did see that. Look like he's right at the marker. Uh, so boy, if you don't gamble be, on these bowl games, uh, how are you watching them? Um, you just watch football. I, I've given up on gambling on bowl games because they're just it's you know especially this season right. There's so many opt outs. There's obviously so many COVID issues. You don't and there's no injury report right. So you don't know until the day of the game who's playing who's not playing. Yeah. You know, the motivation for some of these games has been, um, you know, depending on what team you're you're on, the motivation can be different. 
Um, and, you know, with all these new coaching staffs and, and so much coaching movement as well, you know, Oregon, Oklahoma play later this week. I went to Oregon. Um, I mean, how do you wager on that game? You have two teams with staffs made up of coaches going somewhere else. Oregon, Oklahoma, huh? Spencer Rattler's gone. Um, oh, whoa. Here we go. Nevada yeah, that's a back. heck of a run by this I, kid. I would, take, um, I would take, like, I would take Oklahoma to, to win and cover that game. But, I mean, Oregon can... Morgan has a very talented football team. They come out and win that game. Like I just yeah. think bowl season this year, outside the playoffs, when we know those two teams. Do, yeah, do you think this is the year we needed? Bold games canceled due to COVID, all these players opting out. I mean, it's it's rare that we see a quarterback opt out of a December 27th game. Remember a few years ago, it was wow. like Christian McCaffrey's not playing in, I don't know if it was a Rose Bowl, but it was a big game. No, and it now was, it's it, like no, it was a it was a Sun Bowl. Sun Bowl, um, okay. The no, what, what what shocked me about the opt outs was I think the guy you're, you're mentioning is Kenny Pickett, right? So Pickett, yep. So so Pittsburgh is playing in a, in a New Year's Six bowl game, which they haven't had in like, quite some time. I mean, maybe since 2004, maybe 2004 they played Utah in the in the Fiesta Bowl, I think. Alex Smith, maybe. And, yeah, and and so. Those are bowl games typically that are you know very highly thought of, and so your quarterback in that game, you just won the ACC conference, and you know you're going to play in that game. But obviously, you know this is a new era where you know, Kenny Pickett can't do anything in that game to help him. He, he can only just, hurt himself. Yeah. He can only hurt himself. And guys are with with an eye towards towards the NFL, which is fine. I, I'd never begrudge anyone for not playing these games oh. Um, oh. because guys just dropped a touchdown yeah. pass, unbelievable. Because your your season. Short season in, in in reality is the regular season, right? Yeah. These are exhibition games. They don't really, and so I, I get why guys are leaving. Plus two, Jason. The playoff has rendered, and this is unfortunate. A lot of bowl games meaningless, right? Yeah. Because only four teams make a playoff, and I'll go back to Oregon, Oklahoma. Both teams have won ten games this season. It's really hard to do. It's a it's a great accomplishment that both teams have won 10 games. But both teams enter the Alamo Bowl pissed off they didn't win their conference. Right. Pissed off they're not in the playoff. And but 7 8 10 years ago, 12 years ago, we played we played Oklahoma in a Holiday Bowl when I was in when I was in Oregon. Man, we were pumped for that game. I just don't know if the feeling is 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 the same now because a lot of programs look at, at playoff or bust as far as yeah. what's a good season or not. And that's why they need to expand the damn thing, Jeff. I mean, well, they will, yeah. and the thing that really irks me, I'm glad Cincinnati got in, but it's like if you start the season with no chance at a playoff, no matter what you do, you go undefeated, outscore your opponents by 200 points, it doesn't matter, you're not making the playoff, there's something inherently wrong with the system. Now, Cincinnati has bucked that, and they were able to get in, they needed some help, but they got in. I don't see why we can't just expand it. I know people will say 16 and, oh, that waters it down. That's garbage, okay? They expanded the playoff, and the regular season TV ratings were still very, very good. The games matter. The problem is, Jeff, if you only do it at four, as you go out throughout the season, early November, only like 16 teams matter. Only like 10 teams matter. Oh, yeah. Because nobody else can make the playoff. So if you expand it to 16, look at the NFL. NFL's a perfect example. There's like 25 teams eligible for a playoff spot yeah. with two weeks left, no, right? No, no, you're right, and, and 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 you're right, and it'll be more interest to you. Know, I'm, I'm a Pac-12 guy. It'd be more interest, obviously, to you know the Pac-12 champion. Yeah, Utah. like who wants to see Utah right now in in a bowl game, right? The way the, the the way they're playing. So, but this is also the perfect year for that because 
this year has been so up and down, right? There really has not been, and Georgia was that team, like a great team. But even Georgia, like offensively, it's like, well, okay. Like they're good, but are they great? So this was the year for a 12-team playoff. Um, and just obviously we'll, we'll get there at some point, I, th- I feel like. Yeah. Um, by the way, I, di- I did bet Georgia fairly significantly uh, against Michigan. I just I feel, think that like that's a mistake. I think everybody's going to be on Michigan. My gut tells me, Jeff, that the vibe is, wait a minute, Michigan just beat Ohio State, killed Iowa, and Georgia looked awful against Alabama. You got to bet Michigan. And the line opens at 7, and it quickly got bet up to 9 at some places. I was able to get 7. Uh, why, why do you like uh, Michigan here? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, I think they're very similar styles of football. And when both teams want to run the football and kind of control the line of scrimmage, uh, I like taking points in those games. Mm. Um, you know, Michigan, I was actually in Ann Arbor last week to present Michigan with, uh, I was part of the group that presented Michigan with the Joe Moore Award, which is the, the only award in any sport that's for an entire unit, right? We gave the award to Michigan's offensive line, best offensive line in college football this year. And talking to their coaches, that's not anything that we didn't know, right? It's what Alabama did. Front seven, really good. Linebackers, incredible. Jordan Davis, great. We know that. Secondary can be had, right? And so, you know, I think Michigan's going to try to run the football, go to the edges, hit him inside when possible, and then boom, try to hit some of those play-action passes. Now, they don't have the weapons that Alabama does, so those they might not be explosive plays like Alabama had, but the ability to try to get to that that third level of defense with the, with, with, with the passing game. And on the flip side, Georgia's offense, I think, uh, is they're not really built to, to kind of – be in control of a game, right? They rely on their defense to help them out. I just, I think Michigan's defense is just really good. And um, for so many years, they couldn't run. They can run now. They have great pass rushers. I think this game's going to be really close. I think it'll be like a three-point game. Interesting. So the total has gone up from 43.5 to 45.5. So I, I think I'm with you on Michigan. They, they're in their DNA. Harbaugh wants to run the ball, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. The problem is you're going against the number one run defense in the country. And Georgia was essentially the number one defense until the Alabama game, and then they got shredded. But Alabama beat them through the air. The big plays, I don't know if Michigan has the receivers to do that. I think Georgia probably plays this seven- or eight-man box and just says, we dare you to throw it. We don't trust your quarterback. And I, I think Georgia kind of runs away with it. Now, I will say this, Jeff. You're going to laugh at me. The SEC is 0-2 in bowl games this year. <laughs> I know it's 0-2, it's bowl games, it's opt-outs, who cares? Uh, it doesn't matter that Florida lost a bowl game. I mean, their coach was gone. Um, I just wonder, this was not a great year in the SEC. We knew that, right? Uh, SEC down throughout. This number was Alabama 14, down to 13 at a couple places. I did put just a little, I sprinkled a little on the money line for Cincinnati. I don't know if they pull it off, but is there a case to be made, Jeff, Cincinnati has arguably the best cornerback in the country in Gardner, has not allowed a touchdown in his entire career. He's going to match up with Jamison Williams, the uh, first-round pick, uh, who's a burner. Oh, my gosh, that guy's good. But Alabama's other great receiver, Mechie, got hurt against Georgia. He's out for this game. So if, if there's a case for Cincinnati, if they're able to put Gardner and lock down Williams, the young quarterback, Bryce Young, does he struggle without his number 2 receiver? I know they've got five-star guys all over the bench. Can Cincy keep this close enough? The total has come down 59 to 57 and a half. Can Cincy hang around here? Uh, 
sure, but they're going <laughs> to lose by like 21 to 28 by when it's all said and done. Um, the bigger concern is, is Alabama's coaching staff and their status, I think, on, on offense, right, with, with COVID. Um, here's the thing, Jason, is we've been waiting for a group of five team to play a, a power five team like this in a bowl game that matters, right? And, you know, players come to Alabama to do two things, win championships and go to the NFL. And so and they're not going to take them lightly. I promise you that just knowing how Saban motivates the team and they have some warts. They, they had some offensive line issues this year. They played really well against Georgia. You mentioned the injuries, has a couple injury issues heading into this game, but Cincinnati's going to try to do different things, offensive defense to kind of trick Alabama, right? I'm sure they're going to have some trick plays. They're going to have some things. They're going to have some things on defense, try to fool Bryce Young. But eventually, games come down to winning one-on-one matchups, right? And it's hard for me to see Cincinnati winning enough of those throughout 60 minutes to win this game. The upsets we've seen in the college football playoff have been Ohio State winning, winning, Clemson winning up and Alabama upsetting teams, right? It's like the top teams upsetting other top teams. Mm. I find it very tough to find a historical comp for Cincinnati keeping this game close other than saying this is just like a bunch of things happen, a, a bunch of interceptions by Bryce Young or fumbles or Cincinnati just has one of those games where you're like, oh my God, everything like Josh Allen yesterday, every throw Josh Allen made was perfect. I just I find a, I find it hard to believe, man. I just it just historically speaking, this has been a tough yeah. spot for any team. And unfortunately, I've talked to myself into betting against Alabama twice in the playoff in the opening round. And Nick Saban with a month to prepare for anyone, it's lights out. I mean, he's just that good of a coach. I was on Michigan State. You remember the Michigan State Alabama game? Yeah. I was like, oh, they got Connor Cook. They got a defense. They'll run the ball, control clock. It was like twenty-eight nothing in the first half, and oh, yeah. or whatever it was. I was like, I'm never doing this again. Yep. So I'm not, I don't know if I'm taking the points yet with Cincy. I think there'll be some game day money, or, or as we get closer, there'll be some more money. Uh oh. Are you watching this, Jeff? Oh, Nevada go field goal, and Western just broke the kickoff 100 yard return. He's going to score. There we go, Western. Western 7 3. Wow. I don't know, single play on your team, but good yeah. for you guys. I, what are they, the Western Michigan Broncos? They're the uh, Mustangs, I believe. Mustangs, okay, against Maybe the Nevada Wolves. Oh, no, Broncos. You're right. Broncos. There we go. Uh, see, see how much. I pay attention to them. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, we got college football on a Monday morning. It's not even noon. Um, Love guys, it. It, it looks like they're wearing masks in the dome, the fans. I think mask uh, optional. I, Boy, I, I, I could have looked through I, that. Look at that. I, he did not get touched. That is know, terrible coverage. Oh, it's bowl, it's bowl season, baby. All right. Coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show, we'll go back to the NFL. Jeff and I are going to start to look at week 17 lines. Yeah, we're, we're there. Week 17 lines, a lot of teams still in the playoff mix. Jeff, I'm seeing four games with over a 12-point spread. A lot of beatdowns coming up. We'll do that next here on the Dan Patrick Show. But first, real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, 
Dan Patrick Show. It's me, Jason McIntyre, and Jeff Schwartz talking football on a Monday morning. Jeff, I missed that. Did Nevada uh, get the ball back and already punt? They already punted, yes. Ugh. They already punted. Um, Yuck. I was yeah. reading an a in- interesting article about how there's a housing boom in Boise, Idaho. Boise, Idaho. Very very nice in, 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 uh, in Boise. Have um, you been there? Yeah, I've been there um, a couple times. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, well, I've been to Fruitland, Idaho, which is you can fly <laughs> to Boise and then go to Fruitland. My former teammate lived uh, lived up there. I've actually been rafting down uh, the uh, the Piatt River in Idaho. What? So Yeah. Yeah, I've um, never been to that region. Montana, Idaho, nothing up there. And my one of my cousins lived in Idaho. I think she's my cousin, and she lived in Idaho. We went there for her wedding. Like when I was like ten, we went down a, a like a like a gold mine in Idaho, and like all the way down the mine or something like that. I don't know if my parents are listening; they'll probably text me the correct story. But um, I have been to Idaho. Yes, it's it's weird. Um, are you watching the show Yellowstone on the show uh, on the channel I, Paramount? I am not because I do not have that uh, that streaming service. Uh, oh no, uh, it's on. I think TV Paramount Channel. Uh, it's dude, like a TV I, channel. It's football season, buddy. I I, I have <laughs> I have no time to figure out what if I have Paramount. I mean, I watch Curb, uh, and that's probably about it right now. I watch the new Narcos, but like, I don't have time. I didn't even but, know there was a new Narcos. Yeah, I heard I heard that, that it is a good show. Yes. Yeah, Yellowstone's really good. So it's weird. It's been out, I guess, three seasons, and I feel like it has gotten me just like the beautiful scenery out there in that part of the country has gotten me into wanting to visit that region and i've never been there myself um and i watch the show and i'm like this looks cool and all of a sudden you start seeing these articles popping up about how montana and idaho there's a boom everybody wants to move there so i think covid hits right and everybody's like "Ooh, let me get the heck out of here i don't want to be near in a big city and they go looking for open space and the yellowstone region and idaho montana is all kind of booming are, um, are you, you, i mean you're not that far now from from go take a uh, uh go hop on the jet and go yeah. up to montana <laughs> in the jet go to, go to the Jackson so Hole here's my thing i'm that's I, I like mean. beaches you know my family's from the caribbean my both my parents were born in the caribbean uh i grew up in the northeast and i hated cold weather my entire life and I feel like my blood has is Caribbean blood. I need warm weather. So we're in Pennsylvania. I own a snowblower. Uh, I own a generator because, you know, you lose power. And I'm like, this sucks. I hated yeah. it. And I had to, like, rake leaves on weekends. And I was like, no way. Me and my wife got in so many arguments. I was like, I will pay people to rake leaves. I'm not spending three hours to rake leaves and then bag them. And yeah. we get out to L.A. and I'm like, this is where I need to be. Like, I'm warm with, weather. Look, I, my wife and I only take trips to beaches. Like we don't take cold weather trips. Yeah, skiing. Hell we no. We don't do any of that. We we only go like when season season's over. We're gonna go take our trip. We t- we've taken to Mexico the last two years. We're gonna do that. We're gonna go to Caribbean, Cabo, or like every, Acapulco. Where, where no, in Mexico? We, we to Tulum. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That place is awesome. So we've been there the last years, and we might and like my travel agent mentioned Saint Lucia. We've been to Saint Lucia before. We've been to Turks. We've been to Saint Martin. Yeah, like, Caribbean. We, we are we go we go Caribbean. Been to uh, Bahamas a couple times. Um, that's that's our jam. So I'm with you there on on the like I I'll never get convinced my wife to go to Wyoming, Montana. That's a tough sell. Never. So, so what we'd have to do is go in the spring, which works because it's not football season. But and in I, the spring, we we'll just go like she wants to go to the beach, like South Carolina Beach. Like she, like we just drive four hours and go to the beach. Like well, that's because yeah, you guys just had to go through a winter in Carolina that probably stunk, right? I mean, it's still it's seventy today, but I mean, it's no been, way seventy. Yeah, it's been seventy the last couple of days. Um, wow. But, um, 
it's you know 40s our coldest month is like march it's always freezing in march uh, brutal yeah my son's birthday's in march and i'll never forget pennsylvania we had my my son's birthday it was he was like turning 3 and we opened the garage to go out you know and we didn't even realize this looking out the windows it was snowing in the middle of march and I was like, this yeah, is, I that. mean, I don't know how people deal with this. Meanwhile, March is like, oh, yeah, let's go to the beach. Like, I don't, we don't sign our kids up for baseball out here, Jeff, because in baseball, you know, the games are on weekends and it's like April, 73 degrees. And I don't want to spend two hours at a baseball diamond. <laughs> I'd rather baseball, go to the beach. You do both baseball and the beach. Look, no, there's no dude, doubt about it. The games are in the afternoon. No there, there's, way. There's no doubt about it. The reason why people live in Southern California, I'm from Southern California, from Los Angeles. It, my parents live mile uh, two miles from the beach like i oh it, you gotta like, love it um i'm right, right by san monica airport um so the weather is fantastic it, there's nowhere else you can beat it now are, do you get seasons absolutely not do i don't care of seasons are no. overrated <laughs> but when you walk outside in december and it's 65 a little offshore breeze and you walk out your house in july and it's 73 with a little offshore breeze yeah like it's wonderful i get why people live in california if i was if any of my employers are listening and want to pay me more money ah, i would move to california yeah. to make that happen we, we made I, the leap of faith but uh. i live in charlotte I, charlotte's very affordable i love charlotte my wife's family's from charlotte we go to the, we are in the best part of town in the great school district like it is great to live in charlotte yeah it's uh it's kind of overblown the whole la expensive thing jeff I, we've been out here 6 years and I, you know, I do fairly well. The gambling has helped, and you know, I, it's it's expensive, but it's not awful. We're about seven blocks from the beach, and you know, we pay a lot in rent. We haven't bought a house yet because it's uh, the housing market's a killer. Holy cow! Western Michigan, eighty-yard touchdown on third and ten, and Nevada looks lost. I'll just say, Jason, that the house I live in in Charlotte would be like. The Brentwood of Los Angeles. Yeah, you probably right? got what four thousand square feet, you know, yard. It's a little more than that, but it would be, um, it would be three times as expensive. Like we just, it just would be. Like that's why we. Stay yeah, there. no, no, that, that's a great point. I, I miss our house in Pennsylvania. We had about an acre. We had a pool, yeah. uh, basement, a everything. Pool. It was awesome. Yeah. Because you need that stuff. You need a basement in the winter when it's absolutely brutal for like four months. Anyways, all right. Uh, coming up after the break, I lied to you earlier. We haven't done NFL lines for Week 17. We will do that after this break. Jeff Schwartz and me, Jason McIntyre on The Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here on the Dan Patrick Show. Just rolled through two and a half hours. Jeff Schwartz, my colleague at Fox, joining me as the host. I'm Jason McIntyre. Jeff, Nevada Western's getting ugly already. Boy, this Nevada quarterback. You said he's 6'9". Six, 6'9". Nine. Six, is, nine. is that the tallest quarterback since, what's his name, Dan McGuire? Remember him? Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. That's right. I forgot about that guy. Brock Lobster, yeah. he um, He's like 6'8", right? 6'9"? Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I mean, dude, we, we wagered on a bowl game. With, with I couldn't name you one player on either team. Before yeah, the, the, like, I just took the we, opposite side to make fun radio. I, I we, know we, nothing we, about that. Look, if, if blindly, Western scores here, <laughs> it's a wrap. We wager on a bowl. This is like a sort of a home game for Michigan, right, for Western Michigan. Um, I mean, it's closer to, obviously, than, than Nevada is to Detroit. There's all of seven people in this game. Um, I like the helmets, though, for Western Michigan. They got that little Bronco yeah. on there. Uh, wow. I'm just yeah, I'm I mean, just trying to think, Jeff, from like a student athlete perspective. So you know, finals happen what first week of December, and then what you go home for two weeks and then practice. Like, how does this even? Oh, how does oh, this even work? Okay, for uh, for bowl games, yeah, good question. So yeah, the players stay uh, the players stay um, the entire time. Oh, and uh, yeah, and you basically just like do whatever you want on the days you don't practice. Um, you typically, if you have a later bowl game, you will get to go home for Christmas around Christmas break for a couple of days and then go back to play your bowl game. So, you know, if you have like a December 31st bowl game, you might get Christmas off or go home for a couple of days. Look, you, you might have a weekend off here and there, but the reason why you don't really go home and the recruiting has changed because of early signing period, but you used to practice on the weekends during bowl season because that's when you brought recruits in for official visits mm. and they could see your practices. Now, obviously things have changed with this, with the signing, but that's the way bowl season works. You really don't go home. Um, and then with now, now these two teams playing, they'll go home after this and come back when, when the semester starts again. Um, but you don't go home until typically you're after your bowl game. Wow, man. That's, I mean, that kind of stinks. Cause all I know is, uh, you know, you go to college and then you come back for the breaks and you're like a hero, you know, to the hometown and you're now a college freshman and you know, uh, all the girls are so like, Hey, how so are you? You're, you're allowed, you're allowed a, a certain number of bowl practices. So they use the coaches used to practice. Like they use it for, for young player evaluation. They play a lot, you know, a lot, a lot of young players. They do a lot of scrimmages with your young guys. And so, no, again, you might go home for a couple of days. And then again, after the game, you get off until the start. So, and Oregon, so we were corner school. So we started school almost immediately in January. And so, like, well, I got like no time off. Jeez. Um, we had to like come back almost immediately. Mm, yeah. So, uh, Western Michigan, Nevada. Um, obviously, the other bowl game today impacted by COVID, it's not happening. I, uh, frankly, I don't even know what the bowl schedule is. I don't think anybody really cares other than the playoff. The playoff um, is Friday. Um, playoff is Friday. I know, yeah. like, you know, I'm a Pac-12 guy. I know UCLA, NC State is tomorrow in the Holiday Bowl. I always view the Holiday Bowl as like the start of bowl season. And then the Alamo Bowl, Oregon, Oklahoma is on Wednesday. Um, and then obviously the Rose Bowl, uh, Utah and Ohio State is on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to the Rose Bowl. I love the Rose Bowl. Uh, I think Utah wins that game too. So be good for the Pac-12 Conference, good for Utah. Dude, they have an incredible story for those who haven't followed. Uh, Utah had, unfortunately, a player um, who, who passed away uh, last December, about a year ago now, to an accidental gunshot wound. Oh, no. A, yeah, they had a second player who was murdered this season in cold blood at a party. And um, Utah? Yeah, uh, Aaron Lowe, and um, they had a quarterback change this year. They had a bunch of transfers, and dude, they they're playing good football right now. I mean, what Kyle Whittingham did this season to rally his team around um, uh, after those those tragedies. Because look, you you know, as coaches and players, 
you know, football players, just like any other sport, right? Like in coaches, especially you, you prepare for every moment, right? Like coaches have practiced and prepared for every moment that could happen on a football field, even and even off field, right? Like what, what happens if a player gets arrested? What happens is that you don't really prepare for, for a player dying. Right. No. Um, and so, especially, you know, unfortunately the way Aaron Lowe uh, passed, I mean, there were players at the party that saw him get get shot so like it's been an incredible story uh, for those who haven't who haven't followed that uh not incredible obviously in that they're passing but how kyle Whittingham got the team to get first first rose bowl appearance first pac-12 championship like that's the incredible part of what they were able to accomplish this season wow um geez yeah i had no idea about that about the so utah take utah, utah plus seven or plus six and a half <laughs> is what i'm gonna tell you as i watch western roll down the field i just bought out of my position on nevada um, and oh come on, P- no, no, pizza money. But here's the thing: so I, I on the heavier, but it's Western minus nineteen and a half, uh, which is an awful number, right? But the way they're playing in this first quarter, they should be able to. No, I could lose wait, both. Wait, bets. so you you could lose both? Wow, I could definitely lose both. Um, but that seems unlikely the way Western's playing. Uh, Nevada's not going to wake up. Their quarterback is, is totally shaken. Um, all right, let's go to uh, week seventeen in the NFL, Jeff. Um, I- I'll start with this one. Have you looked at the lines or no? Um, this is Chiefs line. Okay, so you haven't looked. Okay, don't look yet. I- I'm going to ask you to guess. So Dallas was two and a half over Arizona on the look ahead. Uh, Dallas goes out, hangs 56 on Washington. What do you think that open that number is opened at? We're, Dallas hosting Arizona. Um, seven and a half. Mm, five and a half. Okay. Is that oh, light? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Arizona destroyed Dallas last year. Remember, Andy Arizona Dalton was terrible. Arizona is terrible in the second half of seasons under Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. That's what he is. He has not uh, coached well. Uh, they missed Hopkins, obviously. Dallas is rolling. Five and a half does seem a little light. I think we'll see six pretty shortly. Uh, let's look at the rest of them. Indianapolis favored by seven over the Raiders. Raiders playing for a playoff spot. They were Listen, the Raiders shut down the Denver run game, which shocked me. But I thought was, I saw that number that number open in like eights, no? Uh, well, seven at Circa and Caesars and BetMGM, eight at WinBet. But here's the interesting part. The Vegas defense totally shut down the Denver run game, but that was because it was Drew Locke at quarterback. You could stack the box. You don't have to worry about Drew Locke beating oh. you because he stinks. The look-ahead was eight and a half. Wow. Interesting. Right. Yeah. So now the Colts will not have Darius Leonard, obviously, because he's yeah. not vaccinated. Um, we'll see what happens with the COVID elsewhere. They get extra time to uh, an extra day to prepare for this one. Colts are at home. I it's a tough tough sell to, for me to take the Raiders here, but I, laying seven with Carson Wentz that's a huge number. This game is at is in Indianapolis though too. The yeah. Raiders. The problem with the Raiders um, is they can't score without Ruggs. Since Ruggs has been out of the lineup, they've scored. I think seventeen points was the most they've scored outside of of the Cowboys game in uh, for Thanksgiving. They just they just yeah. don't score. They can't. It's yeah. it's a rough go. Um, sh- how about this one? Chicago. Maybe Nick Foles. Maybe Justin Fields. They're six point favorites. Chicago at home against the Giants, who look like they well, quit the on Joe have, Judge. The, the Giants have given up for the season. That's I, why they announced. Joe Judge is coming back yesterday before the game because they know they're about to get blown out to end the season. So, the last but why? I mean, again, like, I, are you really committing to Joe Judge now? They can't fire the guy, can they? After well, the, you commit the, to him, the, the problem is this: it's not that you're committed to Joe Judge; it's you're basically telling the new general manager they're stuck with Joe Judge. 
or Joe Judge get to choose a general manager. I'm not sure what he's oh, done. Oh no to way that. should that happen. Oh my but, god. But they're hiring a new general manager supposedly, right? The gentleman's gone. So that, that new man that, that new guy's gonna have Joe Judge for at least a year. Yeah, good luck finding I mean, really, why would you want that job? Well, anyone's with gonna take the all Giants the uncertainty. Job, but, I don't think look, that's a great job, Jeff. It's the Giants, so NFL people look at it. Uh, like I that. don't know. In recent years, they've been flipping around head coaches. No, they have been, no quarterback. They have not been good. They've been. They have had the most losses the last four years. What do you do with Saquon Barkley? But like, I'm this telling is you, this not... is the way NFL people still view that job. Okay, as an upper echelon job. Fair enough. What's a better job? Uh, the Vegas Raiders, where you can reset the quarterback with Carr, or the New York Giants right now? The Giants, just because the Raiders have just a long history of losing like i mean at least the, the giants have won semi-recently and, and, i don't know and, that that history I, I don't really care about i just care about right now what do we have well, you are, look at are, that, are, are, are you keeping car in the situation or you get rid of him i would i would do an analysis of what's on the market there i, I think vegas is an attractive town um to, to to live in uh there's a lot of talent on this team with waller healthy um I, I think the Vegas job right now is better than the Giants. I know ownership matters, but with the Giants, you got to keep that crappy coach for a year. You don't have a quarterback. I don't know what's going on with Barkley. D- d- nothing is positive for the Giants right now. There's no, like right now they're going to be crap for at least two more years. At least. Yeah, no, that's fair. But I think that, that there's an easier to rebuild there when you have kind of the faith of the ownership and than, than you do in, in Vegas. Oh, uh, Jacksonville. What do you think their line is? The New England Patriots are hosting the Jacksonville Jags. Ooh, rookie uh, quarterback Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> is it like is it like uh, ten and a half? Fifteen and a half. Fifteen. Mac Jones good. laying a big number. I'm not good at this game. Um, fifteen and a half is big, but I'll tell you right now, they're going to win that game. <laughs> I oh, yeah, mean, the way they this, got they're, they're going to dominate. That they game, did yeah. not force the Bills to punt once. I think oh, that was yeah. the first time under Belichick in New England, something like 350 games. Belichick is going to ream this team out all week at practice, and then they're going to go out and I don't know. This feels like 30 to nothing or something. It's a good, it's a good teaser leg, right? Bring no, down below, below I 10. I, I don't even think I tease that. Um, I just think you take New England if anything. Jacksonville's not good. Not like not oh, good at terrible. all. Yeah, I agree. Um, how's that job? I mean, the the owner seems impetuous. You do have Trevor Lawrence. Is the the Bears' job is better? I think if the Bears would open up, then then would be the Jacksonville, right? See, my only thing is, I would want a job where I have the choice at quarterback. Do you want Justin Fields? Yeah, I, I don't know that I do. I think he's. I think he can be really good. Mm. Based on guys, well, I mean, they don't Zach really Wilson. have weapons, right? It's Allen Robinson. And Mooney, um, the running back Montgomery's okay. The defense has just been decimated by injuries. If Aaron Rodgers leaves that division, I would agree with you. That Bears job is super yeah. attractive. Yeah. Because Minnesota ain't going nowhere. I think Zimmer could be on the hot seat. Um, the Detroit Lions are, by the way, did you see, Jeff, the Detroit Lions are the third best against the spread team in the NFL this year? Ten and yeah, five? Yeah, because they, 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 they just play hard. And they, get, and like, they just kind of... That's that's the reason why they they just don't ever give up in games. Dan and, and they're 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 they're. I said this the, uh, a while back. They're a a good bad team. Like they're just they just kind of they play hard. They have enough good players around the roster. But here's the thing: they don't have. Good, I mean, they got. I well, can't name well, any I'll of their you, defensive well, players right well, now. Here, here's why I think more than anything else is they actually have a half defense, a half defense, half defense, decent, decent 
half-decent offensive line for being a bad football team. And that keeps them in games. Yeah. I like most if bad, you look at their drives. Most bad teams have really bad offensive lines. Yeah. And so when they get behind in games, they just have no chance to come back because they can't pass protect. You have two really good tackles. And when uh, when Ragnow comes back at center, like in Jack, like you have a good offensive line there. Yeah. It, basically, they their drive chart is hilarious. They'll go like... 12 plays, 61 yards, nine minutes off the clock. That's like almost an entire quarter. Oh, nine yeah. minutes eating the ball, and then they'll kick a field goal. Yeah. But yeah. that's how you cover, because the other team might go three and out, you know, and, and nobody wants to bet the Lions, so the number goes up all the time. It is, it's been a pretty phenomenal job by Dan Campbell and Anthony Lynn. I mean, they played with Tim Boyle yesterday. I was on the Falcons in the contest like an imbecile. Tim Boyle throwing to a- Amon Ra St. Brown. Amon Ra St. Brown from yeah from uh, from USC. Josh Reynolds, who I know, um, I, I I worked with his girlfriend uh, at Fox a couple years back. Khalif Raymond, you're right. The offensive line with Decker, um, Panay Sewell. Yeah, they got some they got some talent on that offensive line. When Ragnall comes back, uh, what do you think they do with Goff? By the way, in the off season, he gone, gone. I mean, you might keep him because there's no one else to draft. But yeah, he's not gonna. He's not their long term solution. Yeah, definitely not long term. But do you do you draft a quarterback in the top five? Uh, I don't know if you like Pickett. I don't no, know. No, I, I think you just. I think this again. This is. Uh, he, I think the best player available is always the way to draft. And Matt, so not Matt Corral. You take if if you think Matt Corral is the best player available at that spot, then you take him. If not, then you just take a defensive player or whoever you know, whoever is the best player available at that spot. Um, don't, don't reach for quarterback. Here's another massive line this week in the NFL. San Francisco 49ers hosting the Houston Texans. What do you what's your guess there? Okay, I'll go 14 and a half. Uh, close, 15. Uh Texans off two straight wins. Yeah. Um Davis Mills going on the road. San Fran extra time to prepare off Thursday night football. It's Kyle a big Shanahan number is to atrocious as a favorite. Like 35% covering against the It, it is bad. Uh their run defense is good. Uh they should be able to contain Rex Burkhead. Yeah, I'm still salty they beat the Chargers. Uh, All right, final one, Jeff, as we're wrapping up here. The Buffalo Bills hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I've I've seen this one. It's like it was at 14, right? Yes, 14. 14. Um, Buffalo's Buffalo's rolling right now. Buffalo's going to come. And they have, if you look at their scores, they have killed, I mean, murdered bad teams. Bad teams. And Atlanta is not a good team. They've won, they've won all their games outside of New England uh, by double, by like 15 points or more, I think. Yeah. All right, Jeff Schwartz, final minute here on the Dan Patrick Show. Any big New Year's plans? Uh, no, I mean I, I had some. They had to be canceled, unfortunately, <laughs> um, and so I'll be staying at home. I will be uh, looking forward to reading the New Year with my family and uh, getting ready for a, a great 2022. Yeah, yeah, very excited. I will be doing some travel this week. Straight fire will probably not be five days. I'll do a five day a week <laughs> podcast. You know, listen, you you want to take some time off. I took no days off last week, Jeff. I'm a grinder. I love work. That's why I'm here with you, uh, 6 a.m. in California, uh, hosting the Dan Patrick Show. Hope everybody had a great. Christmas. Um, a, have a happy new year. Uh, for Jeff Schwartz, I'm Jason McIntyre. Thanks for listening, guys. We will talk to you soon.